Attention Craft Life, attention Craft Life. If you want to witness the raw tenacity of a live podcast you're about to, I appreciate all your attention. All right. Well, that was sloppy, but that's all right. We'll take it. We can handle it. Good handle evening, sloppy. craft beer. How is everyone tonight? Doing great. Woo! Yeah. We're doing all great. right. <laughs> Happy Florida Craft Beer Day. Happy Florida Craft Beer Day, everyone. Boss man, how are you? Feeling great, man. Absolutely happy to be here. Mr. Uh, Brewboy813, how are you? Man, I'm feeling the crowd out there. How's everybody doing? Ow! Woo! <laughs> 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 This is the loudest crowd that we've had in the last four years, so thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Speaking of being here, we've got two special guests. Mr. Gus Chinchilla, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. That's very, good. Yeah. very good. And Mr. Leonard Goody. Good to meet you, sir. And, nice um, to meet you. Mr. Gus, just because this is probably one of the... We've talked about you. You're a friend of the cast. You've been on many times. But we've... Just to, just to let everybody else out there know, what exactly or why or how are you affiliated with Craft Beer? So I'm uh, the craft beer category manager for uh, ABC, My Wine and Spirit. I basically handle anything and everything that has to do with craft beer for the company. And uh, also been involved in the craft beer uh, industry and uh, craft life for, you know, almost 20 years now. That's fantastic. And I know you and Ryan are good buddies. Absolutely. Yes, we are. We, yeah. as I said earlier, Donnie, we play a lot of golf. Well, yeah. We play twice. Drink some beer. <laughs> drink some beer. Yeah. Yeah. We had them backwards. We drink yeah. a lot of beer, play a little bit of golf. Excellent. Uh, but great friend of mine. Great and Mr. Friend. Leonard, so thank you for joining us as well. Please, um, you know, how, how are you affiliated in craft beer? Oh, I, I love craft beer. I started drinking craft beer in the early 19 or 2000. Uh, a friend of mine moved from California and uh, we went to the Dunedin Beer Festival. And so I had my first craft beer fell in love with it, started doing a little home brewing, and uh, joined the Tampa Beers Club and uh, enjoyed it doing that for a while. Fantastic. Well, it's good to have you. And I, I know we don't, we may not have the same uh, golfing relationship that, that Gus and Ryan do. But I think we've been once or twice, Donnie. Well, I, I, over the 10, 12 years I've known you, I think we've been once or twice. Yeah, we've done it a couple of times. But what I was saying is Mr. Leonard here, actually, I, we reached out to Tim, of course, those that don't know or aren't on the feed. We are in uh, the fun and energetic Craft Life Brewing uh, facility here, and we're having a blast, right? Absolutely. So Tim, the, uh, the operator, the head brewer here at Craft Life, actually introduced Mr. Leonard to me. Um, and I'm just so happy to have you on the panel, so thank you. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Donnie. We're excited to have you. So, all right, into the nitty-gritty here. So essentially, what is Florida Craft Beer Day? Ryan? Laos man, anybody give it off the top of your head? Um, I think it has something to do with craft you beer. You think in Florida? <laughs> yeah. It's a great day to have fun. That's true. That's true. So Florida Craft Beer Day, we've been doing as um, part of our, our podcast network here, Craft Brews Geek News, uh, for four years now. So the first year we did it, 2016, um, we actually reached out to the mayor's office, mayor of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn, great guy, good friend of the show, and we said, hey, hey, Bobby B. Would you mind, or would you be so kind as to, to you know, come out to our event? And he's, his office basically said, you know, we'll do you one better. They, they actually gave us a proclamation 
honored by and, and affiliated with or actually recognized formally by the city of Tampa, uh, which is fantastic. So every year for Bob's last term, which is this one, and this is last year, which is unfortunate, um, Bob's been, been signing over a proclamation officially recognized by the city of Tampa February 15th as Florida Craft Beer Day. So that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, this actually started in 1987, or excuse me, 1897, had those backwards. It's my first beer, believe it or not. Go ahead. I was thinking of something, and then all of a sudden they blanked out. Oh, you've had, you, is that your first beer as well? Yeah, well, second, one and a half. <laughs> well, in 1897, the first brewery in the state of Florida actually opened, and it was called Florida Brewing Company. Um, essentially, it was, it was out of Ebor. The building is still there. The name Florida Craft Brew or Florida Brewing Company is still on the building. And that's where we had the first event. And it was just a fantastic time. So um, ever since then, we, we just wanted to get together every year on February 15th and talk about and celebrate craft beer in the state of Florida. I know it's changed your life, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, I've got involved, like I said, back then and... Uh, I was living up in Maryland at the time after I left Florida, and up there I got very involved or to know a lot of craft brewers that were doing farm brewing at the time. So they opened craft breweries on their farms and were growing their own hops and their own barley. Um, so I watched some of those craft breweries from their infancy grow up into what they are today. Uh, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Craft beer is craft business, right? And that's what you said you saw, and now you're emulating here in the state of Florida. So I think it's fantastic. But, Bosman? Yeah, I usually uh, drink craft beer until I return into my infancy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a lot of babbling, a lot of falling over. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah always a good time. And Mr. Gus, of course, you know, being as, as prestigious as you are in the craft beer industry, the guy that gets it all to us, you know, it's, it's certainly impacted your life, eh? Oh, for sure. Uh, if it wasn't for craft beer, I wouldn't be here right now. Obviously, that is my job. That is my responsibility in, in my company. So, uh, yeah, I mean, since I was, you know, 24, 25, so that's almost... 17, you know, 16, 15 maybe. Year, 15, <laughs> you know, 17 years. I've been with ABC for 18 years. Uh, I've been drinking craft beer for about 15 of those. Uh, and, you know, my passion really started just trying to get something good, you know, to drink something good, whether it was wine, you know, uh, bourbon, whiskey, whatever it was, but when it came to craft beer, it was definitely uh, something different about it, and yeah, it definitely changed you know a lot a lot of my life. Ryan, how about you? As far as how long have I, as far as how long have I been involved with craft beer? Well, how has it changed your life? Because I know it well, certainly has. I I mean, anybody that listens to the podcast, anybody that knows some of the stories we've shared, it's it's really changed my life, and and not only did I make. Uh, better friends and, and everything like that in the industry, but I've learned how to actually brew craft beer and um, met many people along the way. So it's thoroughly changed my life uh, for the better, for all the good and everything that goes into it. So, And, and we've heard that Lausman here has uh, drank all the beers. That's changed his life. Well, yeah, but of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. And of course, you know, starting this, um, this, this celebration, this, this day of recognition, this podcast made great friends great connections people in the industry people that are you know impactful to how the industry is shaped and someone like big mike back there who can't even hear us right now absolutely Hi, mike. mike from Tonk tonka's tap house tonka's tap in the house, house in the house yeah for, oh facebook jail okay that's good oh well that that's i see you bring some craft beer tonight yes we brought a lot of it so what we we also walked Ooh. into a bottle share this is who are these folks 
We'll turn it up a little louder yeah, next no, no, time. Okay. So tell us who these folks are. What, with us? Yeah. Um, well, my, my fa- I got my family with me, my mom and my dad and my wife and my son. But these are uh, the Pasco Brewers Guild. So um, I'm part of the Pasco Brewers Guild. Oh, and, cool. And uh, um, usually at the beer fests, I'm participating kind of by myself. I'm doing my own thing at Stonka Snap House. But when I can, I try to participate with them. And so I brought some beer to share and kind of people pick off of each other and uh, give uh, notes and, hey, what did you do on this? What did you do on that? You know. Yeah, well, bring them on over. We'll yeah, talk more yeah, about yeah. it. Who's, who's uh, in charge of the Pasco? Uh, Angela Reamer took over from Je- okay. for Jeff. Uh, Are they who, here too? Uh, no, Jeff is oh, not here. Oh, okay. But since they're starting a liquid garage company, um, Angela Got took you. over. So. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you, sir. We All appreciate right, cheers. it. Cheers. Swing on back by. We'll, we'll talk more. Yeah. And he also uses hops from our farm. So. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I want to get into that in a second. I think yeah. we have some time in the, in the Q&A. But from an overall standpoint, right, we talk about why Craft Beer Day is a thing and why it's important and why why the, the great mayor, you know, said, um, hey, this is a thing that I want to recognize. Well, for Floridians, it's huge. And that's the whole point. For the beer industry, it was huge. And again, that's part of it. But we're talking at the current moment, 22,000 jobs in the state of Florida alone, uh, which is huge. We're talking 1.2 billion in wages and salaries um, for this state. And this is for people that live in the state and spend money in the state. Then we're talking about almost a million dollars in federal funding, which is going to be crazy. These are just taxes that are being paid. So it's really a huge industry. It's huge for us, it's huge for Florida, and it's huge for everybody in this room, including Mr. Tim, who's now we've got his attention for the moment, and, um, and plenty others. So um, we're just really happy to, to be here celebrating about it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fantastic day to remember how much money I spent yesterday on Valentine's Day. In beer? <laughs> and have, well, no, I mean, just and have a beer about it. Just sort of recollect, you know, why I shouldn't have bought, you know, some things and... Why I spent too much money at restaurants. Yeah. So we always needed a day after Valentine's Day to recover and reflect on what Valentine's Day was. And that's one of the other cool things about Florida Craft Beer Day. Yeah. The day after. It's the day after, which is a great day because <laughs> nobody has plans the day after. So everybody can come out and see us. That's right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> or at least celebrate. That's the whole deal. That's right. Well, I really want to know what they're drinking over there because they seem to be having a heck of a time. They've so, got at some that really good share. beers over there. Oh, yeah, I heard there was one that was really special, but I'm sure they'll bring it over here in a little bit. Well, <laughs> and we brought we brought our own uh, set of home beer, uh, homebrewed beer too, and I want both you guys to try it. We have okay. a saison and a, and a IPA, and the IPA is actually the resilience that we brewed for the the Sierra Nevada Campfire Fund. Okay. Um, so we, Ryan and myself, both brewed a batch. Now he brews um, five gallon batches, and I brew about a gallon and a half. Uh, small batch stuff, but we both brewed this beer with the intent to give it away and whatever funds we could send over to the campfire folks over in um, California, even though that's out and been done, families get ruined, houses get destroyed, and and that's just part of it. So that's the neat thing about craft beer is that, uh, you know, in this community, and we've talked about this dozens of times before, it can go to so much good. Yeah, you know, it really so. can. And, and speak to speak to that. Ryan, I don't know if you've ever counted up the numbers, but Ryan and I and, and, and Mr. Lausman here, actually, we participate in a couple uh, charity brew fests, and I'm sure you guys have seen them or done so yeah. yourself. And, and what I counted up, Ryan, over the last four years is that we've raised over $100,000 for charities that wow. are the Temple Terrace Craft Beer Fest, uh, the Hospice, Boys and Girls Club of America this yeah. year. It's fantastic. So, again, what, what does craft beer do for, for the state, for us? It does things like that, right? Does things like that. It's incredible. Not just for Florida, but for everywhere. So, um, just wanted to say that. I don't. 
I don't know if you've really I, thought I didn't about even it. know. Yeah. I, again, a day for reflection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The day after Valentine's Day. You're right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life on a good path right Yeah. Now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, that's, that's great. So we've got, we're about halfway through seven. So at eight o'clock, we're going to do a statewide uh, simul toast. And what that basically means is that everybody has to have a beer in your hand. Everybody over there has to have a beer in their hand. Every, Already done. Everybody. Okay, that's right. You, you stay on that, Tim. Tim will be our enforcer. Okay. At 30 minutes, Tim. 30 minutes. Yep, 30 minutes. But in the meantime, I want to explore a little bit about um, what, you know, what this really does mean beyond just what we talked about. So, uh, Leonard, we can start off you know, talking about the farm. When you and I first talked, you had mentioned how you came down uh, from up north and you, you guys were doing a totally different business than you are right now, or, or at least that portion of it. Yeah, well... My family has always lived here in Central Florida. Uh, they moved here in the 1880s, so wow. they were here before oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the right. <laughs> Florida Brewing Company. Um, and the last or the last 10 years, I've, I've been working in software, um, and I developed software up in uh, the state of Maryland. As I mentioned, I I love craft beer, so I got involved with a lot of the breweries up there. That were growing their own hops, so that's where I developed my familiarity with uh, the hop growing process. And uh, after I finished my stint up there, I moved back to Florida and uh, decided to try to give it a go on our family farm. And so, before you keep going, Gus, I had a question for you. So, and feel free to jump in when you hear something. What I what I thought was most interesting about Leonard's story, how he he used to brew or used to not brew, he used to grow hops up north and then came down. I, I came from Budweiser. There was a day when I, I worked for Budweiser for a long time. And when I was training and, and advocating and, and talking about beer, before craft beer was even a thing, really, uh, quote unquote, there was um, these set of rules that applied to craft beer and to, to beer in general. And one of those rules was that Germany was literally in the perfect climate in one of the only areas that you could grow hops. And at the time, the Pacific Northwest, you could also grow some Cascade and things like that. But those are really that belt. If you imagine taking a belt around the entire globe, that little area, that belt is really the only place you could grow hops. So from your experience, when you think of hops in a beer that were traditional, quote unquote, and then beer or hops that were grown somewhere else, is there a flavor difference? Is there a, a something that changes in the beer? Well, you know, when you... It's funny because you say that because when, I, when he was telling me that, that he grows beer in Florida, I was like, whoa, that's, you know... Not, not a lot of people are doing that right now. Yes. You know, I've been to Belgium. I've been to, you know, the West Coast. And, you know, I've seen hop farms. And, it, like you said, the climate, everything has to do, you know, it has to be perfect. But he was telling me that Tim uses some of the, uh, the hops in, in, for his beers. So far, the beers that I've had from Tim are great. So, you know what? I don't think, well, the hub has a lot to do with it. But how do you implement it in the beer and, and, and other ingredients that you use? I think everything has to come together. Uh, so at, at the end of the day, as long as it's, grow, it's done right and you grow it, you know, and use the, the, the right, uh, the right process, you know, who cares where it's grown? Yeah. As long as you're making great beer with it. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I was I was agreeing with Gus, but I think having it right in your own backyard is even cooler, especially in Florida where it's harder to grow hops. Right. So it's not the, you know best climate if you will yeah i'm sure and you've I wanna, had your challenges i want to understand that difficulty um from leonard but what is so are do you get that kind of feedback from breweries like tim and like you said you listed four or five before when we were talking yeah um we've the first year that we grew hops uh 
Tim was one of our first customers that we provided hops to, along with Zephyr Hills Brewing Company, and they did. Oh, a my beer good with friend their, Robert Hilferding out yeah, there. I yeah, I know Robert, and uh, he did a beer for us. Uh, he actually named it after our family, and uh, he's done that again this year for us with our kumquat that he used in one of his that's beers excellent. He's a for really the kumquat cool guy. festival. That's awesome. So he's well, a great guy, and that and that's a fun fact too. So the farm before it was hops was the kumquat farm, right? Yes, part we, of it. Part of it. Part we grow. We, we have citrus, uh, kumquats, oh, and the hops and some cattle. So, so when I talked to when I talked to Leonard a couple of weeks ago, that he was he was talking to me and he was doing a bunch of the things. And I, what, I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Oh, we got kumquat festival tomorrow, and apparently forty thousand people show up." And yes. And prior to the kumquat festival on the Thursday and Friday before, we do an open house at the uh, packing plant. We have about. 1,200 people show up for that. Wow. That's excellent. So, i got to ask. It's a huge oh, event. Yeah, have any huge. of the kumquats ever been used for Tempe Bruco's beer that they do? Yeah, it's, the all, it's all for kumquats. Oh, quats. it is? Yeah. yeah. It's all from you? Yeah. That's excellent. Okay. Yeah. I just well, learned actually, something new. Our first, our first I can check customer, out now, right? I learned something? I, good? I can go? <laughs> <laughs> actually, our first customer to use, to request kumquats for kumquat for, to put in their beer was Alaska Brewing Company. Wow. Followed by Anchor Steam. Okay. Uh, love Anchor. And then, love Anchor uh, Beer. The breweries here, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, Big Storm, Motorworks. Okay. Uh, Motorworks, yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. Others. That's really cool. And those are all, you know, local from a local yeah. farm for yeah. local, with the exception of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, well, and exactly. Anchor. I think Anchor Steam somewhere uh, somewhere else, too. But yeah. yeah, Anchor Steam is not here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Anchor think so. Steam's out of San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right down the street. Maybe you still, can have right the first down really, the street. Really, yeah, down the street. <laughs> Maybe you can have the first uh, hop festival in Florida. We're hoping to. Uh, actually, I'm having conversations with Tim and hoping we can do that. Uh, and Angela, we talked about okay, it tonight okay. also. We're hoping to do something in September. If Well, hopefully we're that there. Plan. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah, no, that would be good. And then he was, so he was, Leonard was actually telling me more about the hot plant, which again, again, coming from a, a, a very, uh, very centralized, a very structured organization about how they speak about hops. I didn't realize all of the all of the extra uses of hops. You can serve them as a delicacy, which they do in Belgium. Did you right. have that when you were there? Really? Hop shoots? Hop shoots? I did, yes. Yeah. They're so great. I was trying to understand what the heck is a hop shoot. What is yeah. a hop shoot? Well, actually, when the plants first start emerging from the ground, um, when you go to train the binds, you only train up two to three of the actual binds that come out of the ground and the rest of them you trim off and okay. in belgium it's considered a delicacy and people come from paris to enjoy the hop shoots really and it's considered the world's most expensive vegetable it can sell up to 300 dollars a pound for hop shoots wow yeah that's incredible <laughs> wow and uh last year uh when the hop shoots were coming up uh, we had a group of uh, chefs from Disney World come over, and we actually cooked them out at the farm and on the grill, and they were amazing. I, oh I made the chefs do the cooking for me. That sounds incredible. Hop, hop shoots, that's what they're called. Okay. Yes. Not to remember. I've never heard of such a thing. So this is I, It blew my term. mind as well. I was like, that's yeah. a menu item? <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you could eat hops. I know hop, I know hop, I know like, yeah. They taste similar to grilled asparagus. I love asparagus. So can oh. you melt some butter and some garlic That's and right. roast them on That's the grill? That's what we did. Okay. I'm sold. So again, so again, talking about Florida, I'm breaking steak. Florida craft well, Florida craft beer day again. So we've got hops that you can eat, hops that you can brew with, hops that you can cook with, whatever. 
It's crazy, but so when is the season for a Florida hop? Well, the, the hops normally go dormant in the wintertime. Ours are completely dormant right now. Uh, they'll be emerging sometime next, um, in March, next okay. month. That's when we'll be harvesting the shoots is towards the end of March, 1st of uh, April. And then uh, the vines will grow up on the trellis, which is 20 foot tall. So the, uh, then they will start putting on the cones, which then we'll start harvesting uh, towards the middle or end of July. Last year we did a U pick on the 22nd of July, and which we had I a lot missed. of home brewers and uh, some of the local breweries came out and picked their own hops so that they could wet hop their beers at that point in time, which is something that's impossible in Florida unless you're willing to pay a lot of money to it's have them airship down from uh, the Pacific Northwest. And that's something I never thought about either, is just simply getting the hops. I mean, I see you have a bag of them there, and I'm guessing... And I'm hoping is, that's hops. Yeah. It is hops. <laughs> no, Leonard's really going to party later. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see that's, <laughs> that's... That's what I thought of. I wasn't sure what that was. Well, that's the thing. Like, Don't you, smoke you, it. So how can they... <laughs> <laughs> they? Will they stay long like this? They're good for about a year like that. Okay. Uh, pelletizing them will allow them to last three to five years. Okay. But if you use whole cone hops... Whole cone hops. Okay, that's what they're, I should uh, They're good for about a year. When the fresh hops, when you come off the first come off the bind, normally they got to be used within 24 very, to 48 hours. Very quickly. So you yeah. got a short window. Yep. But I've seen people, they've refrigerated them, kept them up to a week. So really you're good, even though they say 48 hours, yeah. you can wait up to a week. Well, and, and worst case, in brewing with them too, you have to, if you're using whole cone hops, fresh hops, you've got to have more to the ratio. It's about one to five or five to one. That's to, correct. Compared to dry, yeah. dry pellet hops. So that's another well, important tip if you're a brewer out there. That's sure correct. Tim knows that. But. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about five to one. Um, what happens is you dry, you know, when, when you're getting ready to pelletize the hops, what they do is they dry them, the whole cones, down to 10% moisture, which is what we do for the ones we have here. And then they take them and they pound them into a powder and then they squeeze them into the pellets that what most brewers are familiar with buying. Wow. And those basically just dissolve, right? I mean, they just That's dissolve right. into the yeah. beer. There's, there's the a brew. little bit of yeah. muck, but not much. Yeah. I've seen it when we brew, Ryan, so. Yeah. yeah. But, but, go ahead. But with the, you know, the whole cone hops where that we just simply dry them and use them in the beer, uh, you're going to get more flavors and you're not going to lose some, they're going to have more of the oils and you're going to get a little bit of grassiness in the flavor that you lose when they're pelletized. Which is why uh, wet hops are best used whenever uh, dry hopping because that gives a, the flavor and aroma a whole different perspective, yeah. in my opinion. That's that's, that's yeah. the best time to Sierra use it Sierra Nevada, Anchor, Anchor Steam, uh, Deschutes, and Victory only use whole cone hops. They do not use any pelletized hops in their beer production. Wow. So, okay, so just backing up, and we're going to just jump around for the next uh, 15 or 20 minutes until, until we do our big cheers. But so I know that your farm is relatively new, right? That you said you're, your first se- you're in your third season? We're getting ready to start our third year. Third season, yeah. okay. So back to the season part of it. You, you, you plant them when? Well, Actually, they're a perennial. Okay. So, they so just... every year, uh, 
the plants will come up in March. Uh, normally in the Pacific Northwest, usually it's September and October that they do their harvest. In Florida, they are you know they mature a little earlier. That we start getting them in, uh, like I said, mid July. Uh, so we're able to harvest July, August, September, and October. So we actually get four months of uh, picking, versus normally in up in the Pacific Northwest, it's about a month in which they bring in their full harvest up there. Yeah, picking hops in the middle of July in Florida—that's got to be an easy task. I mean, it's nice and breezy out, and just oh yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs> great weather. <laughs> Lots yeah, it certainly sounds it. Lots yeah. of low ABV beer, I'm sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what kind of volume are you getting out of a, a, a crop? Well, I mean, our plants are relatively new. Um, like I said, they're only uh, this will be our third year. Uh, and so we're, we're not getting a lot of volume. We had a couple hundred pounds this past year. Um, but we're expecting now that they're three years old to have a significant more um poundage of hops available and we're working with different varieties because it's never been done in florida before we are working currently with 22 different varieties wow. trying to figure out which ones will grow here which ones and won't. which ones won't grow here yeah. for example williamette we planted some of those okay. no not they totally died oh, uh, no. we lost all those should, we, should, we, pour some should we pour some out for our willamette <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then we've we're, we also found that we planted some varieties the first year, they did great, but then the second year they didn't come back. So, was that a specific you, species or, or type of hop? It's a specific variety. So okay. what we're finding is we don't, you know, just because something does great one year doesn't mean that it's going to consistently be great in the future. And it's probably going to be five years before we really know what works in Florida and what doesn't. That makes good sense. I mean, is it well, a terribly expensive operation at acre side hops? I mean, is it is it something that like if you don't make the batch, it, it wrecks the farm, or is it percentage wise? I don't want to talk numbers with you. Well, we're doing this kind of a, as a hobby on the okay, side, okay, so. Okay. We're losing money every year. <laughs> That's Tell me about right. it. Yeah, I lose uh, a lot of beer. It's always leader, fun. Yeah. We're not, ex yeah. I and lose we a lot have, of money on So beer. hops are your loss leader. Is that what you're saying? Is That's that right. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens with a hobby, right? Or a passion. That's right. And the best hobbies, like, the best passions turn into business, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, so I have, we're, I had we're a hoping long-term that we'll be able to become profitable. Yeah. But well, that still remains to be seen. Well, obviously, so, Tim speaks very highly of you guys, but I'm sorry, Ryan. No, I had, well, I had a question as you were talking. I, it's almost a two-part question. Um, of the hops that you that you grow, what are the top two or three? And have you noticed an increased uh, percentage of alpha acid year to year? Because you said going on th year three. So are yeah. they? Because I, I heard that when they first start growing, they're maybe a little bit lower. But then as you get more and more crops they grow higher in alpha acid so yeah. what's your perspective and take on that well we didn't test our plants this year we tested them the first year we had a 5.5 percent alpha on our cascades and a 2.8 2.8 on the betas so the the you're going to get what we're finding is there's less bitterness in the florida hops okay 
and they tend to be sweeter, believe it or not. They now have a more sweet flavor to them. And that's what I was saying about, you know, you think in a different climate zone, when you yeah. have different type of hops, there's going to be some variation, right? It's just oh, yeah. science. You can't have the exact same right. that you would grow mm-hmm. in, say, Seattle or Germany or what, whatever. Right. Well, I mean, they've done some experiment or some research in Germany, and they grew Saws and Tenag and Spots and Zolek, which is in Czechoslovakia. And what they found was the Saws... Uh, and Tenag tended to have the same flavor as the Tenag hops. And okay. the uh, saws that was grown in Spaltz tended to have the same flavor as the Spaltz hop. And all these places are only about 100 miles apart. So the difference in climate and the soil just between Makes those regions different. was so different. So yeah. different. Yeah. Only 100 miles made a huge difference. You talk about 1,800 miles going north to south yeah. to Florida. That's a huge difference. That's huge. That's yeah. that's big because I know Saws and Technic are using a lot of Belgian beers. So that would change the total flavor of yeah. a Belgian beer. Yes. So, yeah. That's interesting. That, that, that's good information right there. It's just fascinating how, how that – still, I'm just fascinated the fact that you guys even do that as a, as, a, as, as a viable product that you can even grow here. It just Something about it seems it's so interesting. I, I just – I don't, I don't know what to, how to even say it. <laughs> <laughs> but our, our top three hops, of course, Cascades actually, we have about a half acre of Cascade. That's our number one hop, and it's doing really well here in Florida. Which, which as and it should We're getting be good production off of it, yeah. Cascades have a, you know, I, I hear anything in the seas has a more citrusy flavor, and what better a hop to grow like a cascade, you know, in Florida where we have citrus all over the yeah. all over the place, you know, oranges, everything. So what that that makes sense in a way. But yeah, and we've had good luck with the Newports this last year, uh, which is a high alpha hop, around twelve percent or so. I've never brewed with one of those. And um, uh, Kieran did really well for us, which is a Japanese hop. It has a real cool. has a lime flavor to wow. it or lime aroma Kieran? to it. With yes. A K? Yes, just like Kieran beer. Okay. It's actually what they use in Kieran beer. It's got a lime flavor to it. That's interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting to okay. use. And we did well with Columbus this last year. Let's see. Gus, Gus and Ryan, this is a question for you. Or in, in Mr. Lausman. I'll go in this order. Ryan first, then Mr. Lausman, then Gus. Okay. So when talking about different hops and these subtle notes of flavor, do you think that you could taste the difference, Ryan first, between a Saze or a... Kieran or uh, Cascade. If you, you brew the, the same if, beer, if the beer was brewed, well, I've never had Kieran, but if it has lime, I'd probably detect it. Um, you think your palate's that developed? Well, I don't know if I would know based on the the, the flavor, but you would know based on the bitterness of the beer and the can, what it says on the can. Exactly, <laughs> um, because a Tetneg and a Saz or something like that, that's going to have a lower alpha acid, whereas a, a Cascade usually is around. You know, 12, 13, 14 percent. And again, and I think you said Kieran was too. Kier, Kieran's around. Uh, it's a lower. It's around six or eight percent. Six or eight. Okay. What was the one you said? Uh, the that was twelve. The Newport. The Newport, which I've never brewed with, and I don't know if I've ever had a beer unless I unknowingly had a beer with a Newport Cascade, mm-hmm. or excuse me, yeah, uh, Newport hop. So, so I don't know. Day, I, you would know on the bitterness, maybe not on the flavor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's also got to do with the method of brewing, right? I would assume. Uh, when you add it in the boil. Right. Yeah. How long, 60, 90, all that stuff. Absolutely. Dogfish plays yeah. with all the time. Absolutely. Mr. Lossman, same question. 
Uh, yeah, I tend to know what kind of hops they are for the first six beers I have, but then after that, I'm just just <laughs> guessing game, really. I mean, I, sort of a dartboard mentality. But so is that a maybe? It's a maybe. I mean, I'm, I can maybe. I can pick out some of the more that's, distinct ones. That's so when I'm, Last Man falls asleep during the cast. <laughs> you know, that's, that's only when I play PlayStation. All right, but uh, no, I I really think I can I can some of the stronger ones I can actually go. Oh, okay, I, I remember that. Like a Cascade, I think is yeah. more of a, a stronger one. But some of the finer ones, I'm like. Tastes good to me. <laughs> Mr. Gus, last to you. Uh, yeah, I would say I can, I can definitely identify a few of them. Not all of them. Uh, uh, I mean, I started, actually started with wine, developing my palate. So, you know, I, I can tell you what those grapes are in different wines. So I can tell you a few, a few hops, not all of them. Uh, there are a few that just have that funkiness to it that I can definitely know right away that I'm not going to like that beer. Uh, and then when you blend a bunch of different hops in one beer, I... No, I can't say. I can tell you what, what's in there. Yeah, and I don't think I'm that well developed as any one of you gentlemen to, to tell the <laughs> difference. But but I certainly do. You know, when I started drinking craft beer and really getting into it, it was I was all about the IPAs because I like that spiciness. I like that pine. I like that that flavor that it brought. And then I kind of transitioned into like a porter stout phase, and I'm kind of in my Belgian phase now. I can't get enough of them. I brewed one. I didn't bring it tonight, but I brewed one a couple weeks ago, and it just like it's one of my favorite beers. In fact. The Unholy from Copper Tail is, is one of my all-time favorite beers, mm. um, especially local here in, in the state. And it's just, um, it's just, a, a, it's one of my favorites. But uh, enough about my favorites. What, what, what do you drink, Mr. Leonard, when you're when Act- you're um, out and about? Actually, one of my favorite beers, which I'm drinking right here right now, is Tempa, Tim's uh, Casper Secret, which is an APA. Which is made with the hops from our. Uh, oh, well, our you're a little farm. biased, I would say. Yeah, I definitely biased <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also, it depends on the time of the year. I like lighter beers in the summer and darker beers. I'm a big porter guy or um, in the wintertime. Yeah, and I used to, I remember when I was um, up north, I spent some time up north in Michigan. And, we used to drink the dark beers on the ski slope, sitting out yeah. there. You know, it was co- when it was cold and you're sitting by a fire. There's something about a nice porter or, or a winter warmer that really yeah. does catch you in the right vibe. Um, or even like a Marzen, you know, towards the fall time. It's just great. So, but down here, you know, we don't really get the climate change as much. Yeah. So get about kinda... two or three days, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so a year right. that you have to be on your, on your game to get the right beer for the right evening. You That's know? true. You have to drink an entire winter's worth in those three Absol- days. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Um, no, okay. So, all right. So, I heard from Mr. Leonard. Gus, you got any particular favorites um, that you want to highlight in terms of styles or what you just like to drink? Uh, it, it's hard for me. Every time somebody asks me, what's your favorite beer? I usually say, yeah. is the one that's in my hand at the time. Yeah, that's you a know, good same, answer. Same thing. You know, the right time, the right, the right yeah. weather, things like that. Uh, so Son de Pont is probably one of my ultimate favorites. Is uh, a Belgium, you know, farmhouse style, great beer. Uh, hopefully, I get to go there this year actually. Uh, but if you look at my refrigerator, I probably have a ton of stouts in there, whether they're barrel aged, just regular. So mm. it's, it's hard to me to say that that is my favorite when I have a bunch of stouts in my refrigerator. Do you homebrew it all, Gus, or have you? I I I've done a couple of times, but no, I I don't I. I have five kids. I don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, only, I only have time to drink it. Yeah. 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 You've already done your home brewing, I guess. Uh, Mr. Ryan, brood boy. I am a huge stout supporter. You stout man? I, lo- I love stout, stout. Right well, now? I drink black coffee during the day, and it just, it always is reminiscent of that. It's got that, you know, uh, 
uh, just real harsh finish, you know, with coffee and, and stouts. But um, stouts first for me, and um, and then of course I love IPAs, and well reds too. Oh, I yeah. love that malt forward caramelistic, you know, sort of flavor connotation. I, I love those three styles of beer. As that's, the only ginger favorite. on the board here, uh, I agree. Reds are pretty yeah. solid. I was going to say, speaking of reds, <laughs> what do you drink? <laughs> when, so you're saying when I drink a red, I think of you? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm not saying know. you have to. That, I'm just that'd be kind of weird, do. but at the same time, if you want me to, I will. <laughs> nope. I will think of you. Oh. Every, time I, every time I drink a red from now on, I'll send you a text. Oh, boy. That's Thank uncomfortable you. for everyone. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Mr. Lelson, how about your style? Uh, I'm sort of just all over it. I'm very, very much so starting out my journey in terms of craft beer. So I, I really like trying new things. I like hating things that I'm like, whoa, did not see that coming. Uh, I just like kind of trying everything right now. I'm big, big on IPAs, but I think that's where everyone really starts. So yeah, still at the, the, the starting threshold for me. I think IPAs are a starting point for most people just because every brewery has an IPA or um, one that they want to try or one that they want to make. Thank you, Jenny. We have a, we're being served by a lovely cocktail waitress here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, but I, 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 again, I already said, you know, Belgians are my thing right now, and I don't know why that is. I think, to, to Laos's Laos's point, just trying them out. Like, there's, the, what I've learned is that the Belgians have such a, a wide spectrum of, of what a Belgian is. You have an unholy, right? That's like an everyday table Belgian, really. And then you have things like the Trappist Ales and the really f- weird ones. I'll, I'll never forget, I went to the, um, it was at ABC actually, years and years ago, and I tried, I, I just went for the most foreign, Belgian, legitimate looking thing I could find, and it was terrible. And I say terrible, because at the time I didn't appreciate it, you know, maybe that's what it's supposed to taste like. I just remember it tasting like sour, like vinegar, it tasted like vinegar. And I think I either got a bad beer, or I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> it was probably Rottenbach. You yeah. know, that's <laughs> when I first tried Rodenbach, it was funny because it, it was a sour beer. You have metallic, you know, it was just all these different flavors. And you're like, what is this? Uh, so but when you get somebody that can explain that to you and make sense of it, then you're like, OK, then it's supposed to taste like that. It's supposed to be sour. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they definitely have some funky, weird beers. Yeah, I've, like I said, I've had one or two of them and, and I will not be going back. Well, and I feel bad because I, I do love. Belgians. I left them off my list, but I do love a good Belgian beer. Yeah, I don't know so. what it is. It's just the banana. Some of them have that banana bread flavor. Some of them have that that kind of doughy yeah. texture to it, and they've got this great aroma. And, and, and it's just a, I don't know. I'm well, and I feel connected with Belgium. To be honest yeah, with you. yeah. I've been to Belgium. It's great. It's great there. Great people. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. good beer. A lot of tulips. I mean, yeah. bicycles. There, I don't think there's any other style of beer. Well, no, besides the IPA, that's connected with another country or continent so there yep. you go so so and in, in just because we've got about five minutes before i'm gonna make tim real uncomfortable and get him up on the stage for a second but five minutes five minutes are coming for you bud yeah did you reach coming, for a watch that you, you don't tim. own <laughs> nine minutes no, no, five minutes i'm coming for you nine minutes we're doing right, the you, cheers you know what, i'd like to find out what some of those beers are at the table if we have the time to fit them in before we after do that cheers let's after do that cheers, let's like, do that because okay. what we're gonna do we're, we're gonna give it in five minutes i'm gonna i'm gonna Give Tim his gift that we came here to give him. Yes. And then, and then we'll do the cheers after that. And then we'll okay. spend some time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we'll spend some time talking to that, talking to everybody else and interacting Tim's with the like, crowd. like, my gift's coming up. Now I have to tell them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Tim's a great guy. And Absolutely. We really, we're, we're just having a blast. We've always had a blast with Tim. And, and um, Well, and, 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 and this wasn't even brought up yet. Tim was one of my biggest teachers when I first started brewing. 
as a home brewer. He was a mentor, right? It was. Yeah, I actually I brewed with him on his system, and he showed me a few things, and then I would take yeah. my beer to Gus, and Gus would tell me if it was good or bad. So both Gus, these Gus two guys are just the drain. instrumental. And you, Donnie, I always tell you, get involved with this podcast. One of the best things I ever did because that would, that's what got me into brewing and meeting me all, all these awesome people. Mm-hmm. Well, well that's I, met why... him, I met him in an awesome place too, so – he was wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I was like, ah, oh, Star Wars. There you go. Uh, I know a little bit about it, but I like you. That's all it takes to be friends with Ryan these days, everyone. Just wear a Star Wars wear shirt. Wear a Star Wars shirt. And I'm like, you're in. hey, I'm on a podcast. We should talk. And he'll invite you golfing the day after. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's great. But again, that, that just harkens back. I know we've had a lot of good conversation the last hour here, but this is why we're here, right? This is why we're talking about it. This is why we started this thing. It's Absolutely. not me, Ryan. I appreciate that, but it's all of us. It's I you guys know, contributing. It's Gus being involved in, in guiding. Think about the thousands of people that Gus gets to touch with craft beer. Absolutely. And, and it, it's, it's insane. And then On a Leonard's daily basis. Literally touching people with his beer because he's making the ingredients. Right. It's just that's why we celebrate, and that's why it's so impactful. So, well, um, that's, that's what we hope to do is make the, the local craft beers more local by providing local ingredients. Well, we've talked about this before, you know, and I'm sure, Gus, you've probably been to England. You've seen the breweries there. and, and Not yet. Hopefully not yet. we'll get to well, do Well, Belgium, same thing. Yeah. I use England as an example because we highlighted this maybe in our 50th episode or something, but in, in the U.K., there's like 10 breweries per square mile or something like that. I forget right. what the stats are exactly. But when you come to the United States... There's like 65 breweries per capita or whatever it is. The ratio was absurd. It was like a 600% difference or something. And people walk around and they talk about the craft beer industry now and they say that we're hitting this bubble or we're going to slow down. There's no slowdown in the UK. They, they just never had a prohibition. <laughs> that's all. They just always yeah. had beer. Truth. I mean, that's all it was. So the fact that people say that craft beer is going to slow or something's going to stop or the interest or the whatever is going to die, it won't. And, and I don't think it's going to even slow down for a while, just because that's that's the nature of the business. And and to your point, what people resonate to, and I know Gus, I want to hear from you in a second, but is the is the locality of it. That's right. You feel like you own it, or you're a piece of it, or you're you're something, even if you just go down to your local brewery like Craft Life here. Right. Yeah. So local is going to be more hyper local. Uh, you know, like when I was in in California and San Diego and. San Francisco, things like, you know, spot, places like that. The local service is that local area within, you know, a few miles. You know, local doesn't mean that because it's made in Miami, you know, you're going to drink it in, you know, Jacksonville. Uh, you know, in, in California, local is hyper-local. And that's why we're trying to educate the market. Uh, when, when a new brewery comes up and they start packaging and they want to go statewide, you know, we really give them a little bit of direction and tell them, you know, it's best if you stay in your market, grow in your market, uh, be hyper-local. We're going to help you. We're actually going to put you in the cooler in every door in that market to make sure that you develop your brand. Uh, but we'd really encourage you not to go statewide right away because that is just going to create a lot of you know, production problems, quality, uh, a lot of different things that you can run into uh, if you start trying to make a lot of beer because, oh, you have to cover the entire state. Or, or five different it, markets. Well, and distribution, third-tier system, I mean, it, it's got its own complications to it. But when you're that hyper-local that you and Leonard are talking about, you get to you get to drink things like Sunny Honey and the, the, the Prickly Pear. I mean, things that, like, I've never been to an ABC. I mean, no offense, ABC or any other place. I've never been there. And you can see some unique flavors and different, different types yeah. of beers. But you don't often see that stuff. 
right? Like you see the experimental stuff, the stuff that isn't bottled or canned, the stuff that Tim makes on a daily basis. That's what you get. That's what you get out of out of a local brewery. And when yeah. I mean local, I mean the micro hyper local brewery, right? Yeah. So that, I mean that's the beauty of it. But um, Miss Ashley, yes. since you're uh, since you're here, yes. I just want to take a moment. Yeah, and. and well, Tim, grab that mic first, too. Do you want this mic in front of Tim? No, I'll keep the glasses. Oh. Trade no, me. This is the first time he's worked Damn. all night. Come on. Just trade me spots. I'll, I'll gladly take it. It's okay. You're more important. Here you go, darling. All right. And Ashley, if I can have you stand over here. <laughs> on that side. Sorry, guys. There on the podcast, we're, we're, having, a, we're having a break here just to, to reset. Because we've got about... Four minutes that I got on my clock on your Does watch. Everybody have a beer in their hand? Yep. Hello, Craft Life. Hello, Craft Life. Hello. So everybody in Craft Life, just so you know, we are the Craft Brews and Geek News Podcast. Hello, thank you for being here. At eight o'clock in four minutes, we do what's called a simul toast. So the simul toast is where everybody, there's about 44 breweries that participated last year. I'll have to check the stats for this year. But what we do is at 8 o'clock, we all raise a glass and we basically just cheers to Florida Craft Beer. If you've not heard of us before, Mayor Bob Buckhorn is behind this initiative, so we are fully city approved. There you go. But go on back to your stuff. I'm just saying in three minutes we're going to. So we have a little celebration for Tim. But you guys are welcome to come over and join us. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minute it is. <laughs> so just to, yeah, just to just to use this available time. I know Tim gets sweaty on the stage, so I I don't I don't embarrass him. But Tim, thank you so much for letting us be here tonight, man. It, it means means a lot to us. It means a lot to um to everything that we support and these guys here for having us. Ashley is going to help us out here to unveil the uh, Florida Craft Beer Day Pro- Proclamation 2019. If you can pull that folder, babe. Thank you, Miss. Yep, just you pull it off. Just be careful. We don't pull the whole thing off the stage. There you go. So, Tim, that we brought this for you. And Ashley's holding your copy in her hand right there. But if you want to read through some of it, go ahead. We got time. <laughs> Ashley, if you're good to me, I'll read. I'll read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I see the glasses. I'll, I'll, I'll read a little snippet here. And again, I've got a two-minute warning, everyone. Oh, That's awesome, guys. Mind? Thank you so much. Thank That's really too. cool. All right. All right, one minute and counting. So, the proclamation, again, these are just the highlights. Whereas, a brewery dedicated to building uh, the making of beer, alcoholic fermented beverage, is one of the world's most popular drinks overall. We are here with the Brewmasters Club. That is us. Uh, <laughs> using the science and industry leading research to inspire a learning and adult beer drinkers, support local economies and craft breweries. We'll celebrate our fourth annual Craft Beer Day. Yeah! At Craft Life Brewing. Land O'Lakes, Florida. Celebrate the economic, the cultural, the societal, historical historical (laughs) impact of brewing and what it has made in the impact of Florida and the Tampa Bay area. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy Thank you, everybody. Go around the block. Yeah, there you go, Tim. There you go. Oh, it's okay. I know where you can get some more, Tim. Nope. I know you. You can do it. I believe in you. 
And Sim, this is yours, man. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a real honor to have you guys here. It's uh, it's been a really great experience. We've been here almost three years now, and um, we we we've always been supporting these guys and everything they do for craft beer. Um, just want to thank everybody for coming out tonight, enjoying the podcast, and um, cheers. Cheers to you, Tim. Thanks, buddy. All right, so now our bottle share group. You guys want to come over and participate a little bit? We'd love to have you. Absolutely. What are you guys drinking over there? I uh, heard a couple beers were on the market, but uh, now we're intrigued and we want to Ms. know. Miss Angela, at least Miss Did you guys already open up that one? All right. What is this Ooh. guy? All right. Would that would that be possible? Oh, sure. Yeah. Donnie, what do you got over there? I'm not sure. we got to have them on a mic here. So this is the point of the podcast. All the formalities are out the window, and now we're on to drinking, right? Is that, yes, is we that are what we're on doing? drinking now. Okay. Drinking is always good. Wait, and I, I think we've also got some start? craft beer from Tonka's, Tomp, uh, Tonka's Tap House over there. Yeah. Ow. A little shout-out to you. This is where it gets really interesting, people. <laughs> So we can, we can make this bottle share as fun and as big as possible because this is going to go out to the hundreds of listeners, thousands of listeners that we have on our podcast. So, so Miss Angela, and I apologize for the cord length here, but if you want to step over here, please give us a little bit about your group and what you guys are here doing. All right, so we're the Pasco Brewers Guild, and this is our February meeting uh, hosted by Craft Life. So we're very excited to be here. Craft Life, is, Craft Life has always been a great supporter of Pasco Brewers Guild. So we're... Uh, essentially a group of people who love beer and we homebrew and like to share it. Uh, we participate in the festivals. We're going to be at Hops for Heroes tomorrow. Um, they uh, raised $10,000 for veterans last year, so we're really excited to be a part of that. Uh, so we're just here to have fun, and we're excited to be a part of uh, Craft Beer Day. That's excellent. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys. I know a couple of other members of your group. If you guys, how do people find you? How do they get a, a piece of the uh, of the group here if they're local? We've been talking about local all night here. That's like the, the flavor of this evening. So, Yeah, so we have a Facebook page. It's Pasco Brewers Guild. Uh, anyone can join and, and be a part of it. Uh, we're very open. Uh, there are no fees or anything. You can participate in as much or as little as you want. Uh, so we have 189 members of the Pasco Brewers Guild, uh, and we participated around 10 different events throughout the year. That's excellent. That's fantastic. And, and I tried the first beer you just handed me in the little glass. What was that? That was my caramel coffee porter. I had the caramel. It was smoky. That's what I noticed out of it. It was smoky. That's that's part of the bottle share. That's it's not on the really table. Good. It was, it, it this was is, good. This it is the market. That's Zucoff. already gone. I'm sorry. Damn. I wanted you to talk to As soon as she hears Smokey, us. she's like, I got to have it. <laughs> yeah, about, about. Come to Old McMickey's on April 13th. We will have a keg there. Absolutely. Let's go there because we, we know the people that, that, that yeah, we know the people. <laughs> so, the, so the gentleman behind you handed us this bottle. We, we just took a little sample. Could you just tell a little bit about it? Yeah. So uh, Marshall Zukoff. Uh, I was part of Cador Club for eight years that they did it, and um, you got like five bottles uh, per season that they did, and you paid X amount of dollars. You got the barrel-aged bottles that nobody else got, and so um, it was all powered of Cigar City back when before everything else happened. Well, that's something truly special, man. We appreciate that you sharing. That's a 2015, and it's 2015. Yeah. Amazing. We're Absolutely. Take it back to your group. We we just wanted to try. Oh that's, no, that's incredible, Please. man. Oh, this is well. That's a that's a night ender right there. Yeah, really. So right. motor oil, but delicious at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, 
So our buddy Mike is standing. Absolutely, we got we got Mike from Taka's Tap House. God, I can't talk. Thank you. Come on over, Mike. Is this going to stretch? All right. Yeah, really it good. will yeah. not stretch. It will. Okay. You, you brought a couple <laughs> beers here tonight, right? Uh, just one. Oh, just one. Well, yeah. you brought a couple of bottles of yeah. beers. Yeah. Uh, what are we drinking, and uh, uh, what are we going to expect when I take a sip of this? Uh, this is just a light brown ale that um, I had done as an extract, and I actually put real bananas in. But I wanted to get that Ooh, banana, I get the banana without adding the banana. So that's uh, Vahainstaffen yeast, however you pronounce it. So I got the banana flavor just from the yeast. Just from letting it sit, and so it's a nice light brown. Interesting banana nut. No, brown. I, I hunk a I, hunk I, banana I, nut. That, that's what it's called, hunk yeah. banana nut. Yeah, dude, that's killer. It's nice, light, drinkable, and at the same time, you get that banana profile with the brown profile. So I, I, this is good beer. It, it was. Um, I'll be honest. Those I had grains unmilled, sitting sealed in my bathtub for about a year and a half. Wow, and I just was you, like, you those let grains. me do a test run. To see if this is something that I want. And I really got the yeast flavor that I wanted. So now I'll go to a Florida brew down the road. I will purchase me some uh, some grains and I'll do it again. Hopefully I'll have that on tap at uh, Temple Terrace um, Craft Brew Fest this year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, uh, I wanted to do the uh, Old McMickey's, but... My wife told me that I have to do something else at night. So. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at Temple Terrace. Absolutely. This is a delicious beer, man, and we, we're a big fan of your beers too. Thank you very much. So. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, most of oh, go ahead. No, no. Before you leave, go keep going. I just have a question for you. Oh yeah, um, it's you know I've had home brewing is as y'all know it's a uh, it's exactly where I was going. It's a learning. Uh, there's a learning curve, yeah. and and there's certain things that. I had beers that I've had to have had to dump before Beer Fest. Because, I remember that one. You know, I've had plastic tastes, and you tried to hide them and all this. And Tim is really by coming up here and sort of volunteer brewing, and uh, and Tim has shown up at my house and and brewed with me, and uh, I've learned how to fix things. To yeah. if I can ever, and I figure if I'm going to do this professionally one day, I got to fix this stuff now on a cheaper scale before it costs actual real money, which. We learned a lot that day. We brewed that. Uh, we tried rye, to do green, rye, green grass and, yeah. and rye tides, and we scorched it on his elements here. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. it tasted. We tried to patch that all ten ways to Sunday, but we had a great time doing it. So yes. that was the important part. Yeah. Uh, but the learning curve is what he was alluding to is uh, very important to perfecting your craft and um, getting that beer specifically because we learned a lot. That I think we needed rice hulls. Or something like yes, that. Yes. To make sure that the, the, the mash didn't stick and everything. That was a very important lesson, even for me as a young home brewer who had only been really brewing on the stove at that point. Yeah. So Yeah, it was it was really good. And so I thank Tim for, you know, allowing I can if I get off work early on a Monday, I know that I can pop in here and, and help him take care of some things and, and he'll be and he, he always opens his doors to me. So thank him and thank you guys for being here and absolutely yeah well thank you no mike before you left that's what yeah. i wanted to transition into the homebrew so how long have you been homebrew i started in 2014 my sister bought me a one gallon extract book okay so i was doing it on my stove in my house in holiday and then i went from there i bought a refrigerator for 30 bucks on craigslist which still is running in my garage now in Lake <laughs> oh, Padre East. You can't beat that. No. Oh, I love it. Um, then, I, uh, then I went to a five-gallon extract. Then I went to five-gallon all-grain. And now I have kegs that I've cut the top off of. And it's uh, I'm upping and upping and upping, upping and upping. Yeah. But I've got two refrigerators, a chest freezer, and a kegerator in my garage. 
and I'm under $200. Wow. <laughs> but it's a hobby that you're hoping turns into a business, right? And this yeah. is exactly and Mike how has uh, come out and did you pick last year at yes. our op farm. He brought his whole family out. Oh, we're going to be there for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had my son who was at the time maybe – not uh, he may have been a year old. I don't think so. <laughs> out there picking hops with me and stuff, and so oh, that's right. it was it, right. it was it was really cool. It's fantastic, well, and that's that's where it all starts. Is just on the on the stove, really. Yeah, you know that's where it started for me. That's where it started for Mike. Probably, I don't know where it started for Tim, but I'm sure he could attest. It started that. in software for Tim. He's a software. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, started know, software. I don't understand how software nets to, to breweries, <laughs> but whatever. You guys are figuring it out, and and it just grows from there. And then you meet people, and you learn different things. And then like even the last weekend event that I did it you just you see everybody started in small humble beginnings and that's 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 what it that's what it's all about that's why I'm trying to get my son going now so like I had to give my parents I mean my par- he's well, he's well, got a he, he's got the high five down yeah. but the fist bumps coming it's so, well it's you know when I was know. a kid it was my parents who said go get me a natty light I want him to say well dad do you want a New England IPA or do you want a okay. pilsner? I you know, what you do you going. want? I see. You know, what does your palate feel like this evening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Chocolate, or do you want a, a sharp citrus? Shut up, or just give well, me a beer. Well, and you gotta, you know, you gotta give him a little bit of hop here, a little bit of hop, but not, yeah. not the beer, just a little, you know, so he gets flavor profile yeah. down. Yeah, I got you. Cheers, guys. Good man. This is fun, guys. Thank, this thank has got to be. This is so much fun. Yeah, this has been a good time. Well, and that's, I mean, and that's what I was is. trying to get the, at. The too. crowd's into it. They're lively. It's awesome. I was trying to get into it, Ryan, because Ooh, the, what is this? The microphone. One more time. A, a winter ale brewed with spruce yes. tips. Thank you. Thank brewed you with spruce tips. Drinking a Christmas tree. Is what you know, I've always wondered what that water tastes like at the bottom <laughs> of the. Yeah, and I've tried it. It's not that great. That's it. This is it? Fermented Christmas tree water. What is it called? Ashley, I'm going to need your palate on this one. I know you're walking away. Hibernation. All right. We're going to try hibernation. What am I walking into? Here, give us a sample before you drink it off. Wow. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Stay right here. So, Ryan, what I I wanted to to ask you about was to speak on the homebrew piece. Because you're the more um, tenured homebrewer. Is that that, Yeah, that's fine. Okay. When he said fermented Christmas tree, that's what it is. That's what it is. Like if you've ever gone to a Christmas tree lot, you smelled fresh Christmas trees being cut at the bottom. That's delicious. Honestly, so how is there actual Christmas tree in it? <laughs> spruce, tips. spruce tip. This is wow. this is not bad. That tastes exactly like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I've always wondered what a Christmas tree would taste like if I. Here, what in Ashley, my take mouth? us over there. Yeah, to the... This is it. Yeah. I like this. It's amazing. Take this this is amazing. To, to Jenny. Yeah. Ryan just always struggled with blending one. He just doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> he puts the spruce wow. tips right in the blender. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make this? Very good. The aftertaste wow. on that is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it leaves you wanting more, but also feeling refreshed. Did you yeah. say leaves you? I did say leaves you. <laughs> Get out of here. Although Christmas tree has petals, don't they? I don't think petals. they're petals. They're not oh, leaves. Right. I don't think they're leaves. That'll needles. be available at Keg These Brewing, awesome. Crazy needles. 80s Garage Brewing yeah. in the near future. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so Excellent. much. We Thank appreciate you, you sharing it with I us. I mean, did you – wait, wait. I got one more question. Did you dry hop anything or is this just all – this is delicious. Dude, I, I, I want this next Christmas or this coming Christmas. I, I want this on If you drink somewhere. it, you can have Christmas all year round. 
That's correct. It's <laughs> legit. So I'll take a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank that you. Was great. This is the lit. So, so while so while all that chaos was going on, and that is an incredible beer, I really do like that. Wow. It reminds me of the spaghetti ghosts that we didn't try at Great American Beer Fest. Yeah, wow. T- tasted like meatballs and spaghetti <laughs> sauce, which I thought would have been incredible. I know, I know Leonard's giving me the face. <laughs> no, but I can see. You don't grow spaghetti and meatballs so. at your farm? No. <laughs> no. All right. Well. No, no. But during all that conversation. Gus, I, I slid you over my resilience IPA. It's right there on the table. And Ryan, I want you to try it too, if you need this. So give me your give me your like another cup. Yeah. give me your raw thoughts on it, Gus. I really want to hear what you think, good or bad, because me and Ryan tried my uh, my saison as well, and um, and I just wanted to get some some expert opinions on it as we're talking about home brewing. And again, um, this is all for just set it down. It's fine. I haven't had it. Oh, you want another cup? <laughs> no, uh, Leonard took mine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you poured it for me. I poured it for you. <laughs> were you going right. to like, pour like a West Coast, yeah, I, like a West Coast style? Is and that's what it was. It's exactly what it was. It was a West Coast style on my PA, so you know it doesn't have the same kind of. Um, what I noticed with Ryan's, and I noticed with I tried one other one. I think I tried it at, um, in the loop, and, and they don't taste like a typical IPA. They're they're not a juicy IPA either. A hazy. They're they're almost sweet, and they're almost. They're just very different, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely malty. You know, you can tell that it's the, the West Coast style that you were going for. Uh, I, I'm not getting a lot of hops. You know, but might, might be a little too sweet uh, on the yeah, back end. Yeah, and it's, that's a fine yeah, uh, criticism. But I, I can drink it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> and that's bad. the thing. At the end of the day, as long as I don't have to pour it out the the drain, I'm okay. But Leonard, what'd you think? It's good. I like it. I'm 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 not a big fan of the bitterness on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a milder IPA. And uh, this is this is good. Good. Well, I'm I'm honored to have you guys both try it and provide some feedback. Ryan's yep. thinking on it. Go ahead, buddy. I well, so you guys hear me? I've had a couple different variations of the uh, the resilience, and mine's the best. I, I'm actually leaning. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I do I, I pick up on the sweetness that Gus was talking about, but I still pick up on hops, and honestly. I know that Sierra Nevada, they put that recipe out there for everybody to brew, but everybody did it their own certain way, which even with water profile and everything like that is a huge thing. Well, and ingredients were coming all over the place, right? Exactly. I think they had $700,000 in ingredients that were donated for that that, um, that beer nationwide. Because if you're a big enough brewery, even Tim's size... You could have applied for that to get those donated to you. I'm one and a half gallons. You're sick. You know, we, we did well, it out of, out of just still, to be a part of it. But. but still, at the same time, like, I've had so many different variations of that same beer that this one fits the mold perfectly in, in, in the same category. Um, I can't say if it's plus or minus or whatever, but I, I think it fits the flavor profile of what the resilience beer is. So that is a, is a tribute to the Pico Brew system, too. Well, thank you all. I appreciate that. I wasn't looking for a smattering of compliments. I just wanted to honestly get <laughs> Well, Donnie, how can you not, you know, look yeah. for some compliments? I thought I was right. Now, man. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yeah, Let's I get the guy that. with the red beard's opinion first. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I mean, we've already, you know, we've been talking now for a long time, and I know you guys probably got to commute home and want to get back to your families. We want to wrap it up soon. Any final thoughts, Ryan? Again, this is all in celebration of Florida Craft Beer Day. We're not up here talking about how great my beers are or how great Tim's beers are or how amazing that Christmas tree beer was, the hibernation, because it was freaking amazing. You know, um, 
like I said, last week I did an event and I met some really cool people and it was a, a judging event that I helped steward. Um, really got some great feedback from the person that ran it. And the, the, the number one thing at the event was just making sure that craft beer is uh, evaluated properly from each different um, brewery that's, that's putting beer out there. And that's what I think uh, a cool thing in Florida is that we are striving to produce some of the world's best craft beer and beer in general. Um, so in short, this is why I love paying homage to this day, the day after Valentine's Day. I see you last, man. I give you, <laughs> I give you credit for that. Um, but I think it's really awesome that we can all come together, talk about it, not just the beer, but the community around it, and see all these awesome people out here that are having a great time. So Florida Craft Beer Day, February 15th, every single year, here on out. There you go. That's my summary for tonight. Fantastic. That was a great closing. And, and Ryan, of course, we couldn't be here without you, buddy, so thank you so much. Pleasure, my friend. Mr. Gus, closing arguments? You know, uh, you know, being in this industry has been great. Uh, seeing the craft beer industry grow in Florida has been amazing. Uh, obviously, being in Tampa, living in Tampa, seeing, you know, Cigar City and all those great breweries, you know, get off the ground and, and really... Uh, you know, get get in front of, of, of that industry and, and open the doors for a lot of other breweries has been great. I don't think we're slowing down. You know, I know people keep saying the craft beer is slowing down. Uh, on our end, more and more breweries, you know, coming to the state. Uh, we see more local breweries coming, you know, coming and present to us. Uh, you know, and we, people still want to drink good beer. And, you know, we're definitely making good beer in Florida. So uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, drinking a Florida IPA with you know Florida grown hops you know in, in a few years uh, that that's gonna be a, the day that you know uh, I'm really gonna you know feel proud of to, to, to drink Gus, even I'm, more crappier. Crap I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and that's why I'm saying I'm so fascinated by Leonard and his business. But oh man, we're getting more dropped off here. Oh, no. Okay. All right. One more time. Eddie. Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie. garage. Apparently Use the Ryan microphone, Ryan. Use the microphone. They're already friends. He just forgot. You, it would never work out, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. This, this hey, guy. Hey, hey, hey. So where'd you just come All from? Right. New York City? So what are we drinking now? I might people. have. I want some pizza. I'm walking here. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> in the street. It's a uh, oatmeal porter. I call it Highlands. Ooh, I love oatmeal porter. Highlands oatmeal porter. Here you go, sir. I got you, Leonard. Oh, yeah. yeah Highlands oatmeal porter. I need a couple clean glasses. Okay. What do you need? You need more? Uh, crazy Eddie, we appreciate you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> He's Anyways. in my phone as Crazy Eddie, I swear to God. I, I believe it. That's his name. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Mr. I, I told you we were going to brew one day. Yeah. That's All right. Fun. All right. Let's finish, that? Let's finish this out. <laughs> this I, almost said the, I almost said the F word. Did I say it's that? It's okay. No, don't do that. There's small children. Is, there's no ch Well, there's only well, one child. There's the one small child. If Tonka's okay with it, I'll say it. <laughs> if we include you, you're also it, a small child. Now it's too late. I can't say it's it anymore. It's too late. Mr. Leonard, please. I've, I've been following the growth of the craft brew industry for the last 18 years. Is that a farm pun? <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, even when I was up in Maryland and now that I'm down here in Florida, I've watched homebrewers grow and they had a dream to open their own breweries and I followed them and watched them go through the whole process from being a home brewer to 
having a viable and operational, you know, uh, brewery. And I still follow some of the breweries up in Maryland, and I've watched what they've been doing. And it's still, like you said, it's still a growing industry. And what's great about craft breweries is it's not like your typical bar, smoke-filled bar. People come in with their families, their children, their dogs. And, it, and it's welcoming, it's, too. It's, it's, and there's a great feeling. Yeah. It's like the Cheers TV show from years ago. That's what craft breweries are like, and that's what it's all about. Except Ryan keeps forgetting everyone's name. <laughs> and it's forgetting like a, that Crazy Eddie and him are good friends. It's yeah. a reverse cheers for him, but everyone else I totally agree. <laughs> well, Osman, you go, you go last, and then um, I'll, I'll finish this out. So go, go, and please, just closing words. Florida Craft Beer Day 2019. I'm, this has been so fun. So yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's been a great it's turnout. Great. So. I think, honestly, this event is exactly what it's all about. I mean, just randomly bumping into other you know, home brewers, trying things that we didn't even see coming, and just having a great time doing it. So, I mean, it, it really just... This is just a fantastic day to celebrate all of that. So, uh, I think every, every mission accomplished here, uh, absolutely. I think it's just been a great time. All right. Well, I do not want to um, waste any more time. I know you guys are eager to talk to people, so we are going to, first off, thank Tim. Yay. Mr. Tim. Tim, thank you so much for letting us do this. Everybody round of applause for Mr. Tim, please. And he's got some some really cool things coming in the near future. So if you've not been here, definitely check out Craft Life on Facebook, Instagram, all those other fun places. He's got some great stuff coming and some really good news to share, but I won't share it yet. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a little that's a fun little zinger. Um, I also want to thank Mr. Smokey's Lifestyle Cigars. We got Fosto back there. Um, He's came here with some hand-rolled cigars. We're going to go try them out and hang out Definitely with Definitely smoking some cigars Definitely smoking. There is nothing more Tampa, nothing more local than cigars, right? Other than traffic. Okay, yeah, that works too. Can you make traffic cigars? I don't even know. Jesus. I want to thank... The Mr. moment I forget about traffic, then you bring it right back up as I'm halfway drunk. I want to thank Mr. Gus, ABC Gus, for being here tonight. Sir, your expertise, your knowledge, your friendship. We just appreciate you, man. You know we're about the same age, right? You're not yeah. the tall Mr. Gus. <laughs> you, you, you're just a wealth of knowledge, Gus, and we appreciate you. Mr. Thank Leonard. You. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Mr. Leonard, for being here. Your stories are amazing, extremely interesting. I can't wait to visit the farm. He's actually going to be speaking with me at the Tampa Bay History Center right. on, on April 11th. We're, we'll we're doing a Florida connection, so go to the uh, Tampa Bay History Center, uh, com. I assume, to, to find their website and their event schedule. Leonard and myself will be there moderating a panel for all of the, um, the History Center uh, annual uh, pass holders and, and some other special guests. I think there should be about 300 people there. It'll really be wow. a great time. They're about to launch a massive exhibit for the uh, March 1st, uh, first day of Florida of a uh, Tampa Bay Beer Week. So that'll be really exciting. Um, but we, we, we look forward to seeing you guys all there. Um, and then in my closing, my last closing words here. Again, like Ryan said, you know, uh, find us on the Facebook group. Find Tim on the Facebook. Um, we have a, a, a fantastic group called uh, Florida, or excuse me, it's Craft Beers, Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group. About 100 members strong almost at this point. We have great dialogue, great conversation. We love everybody in there, and we just want to invite you. So to close this thing out, um, I just want to, again, say thank you to everybody that's listening. Thank you to everybody that's here tonight. And um, thank you to Craft Beer. Absolutely. Here, here. All right. Not just Craft Beer, Donnie. 
Florida craft beer. Florida craft beer. Is that like beer. the end closer? Were you <laughs> trying to drop the no, mic on that? No, no, okay. I'm not stealing that from like, you last yeah, week. I think that's going to be yours. Don't drop the mic. It's very expensive, please. And as we like to say. This one was, yes. Oh, Lossman, did you have something? Oh, yeah, I actually did have one thing to say. Go ahead. Um, actually, I did just look it up. It is the uh, Tampa Bay History uh, Tampa Bay History Center.org. Um, yeah, so. that makes sense. It's a nonprofit. You, my yep, bad. That is, yeah, well, just, you know, happen to have that. Well, you know. Thank um, you, Myra. All right. Well, as we say at the end of every podcast, you're Tim Trouble now. That's all right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great <laughs> night. Enjoy Craft Life. We appreciate you guys. Happy Florida Craft Beer Day. <laughs> everybody, keep drinking all night long. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club craft brews, and geek news. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>